0: Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, dedicated to making you a better seller. Recorded 4,827 miles across the Atlantic Ocean with Bobby Das from Houston, Texas. A father, husband, golfer, pilot, and tech seller. And Brian Evans, an expat in London, England. Family man, 2X Ironman, and an ERP salesman. Both sharing tried and true sales strategies and providing free tools to make each week and campaign easier for you. They also answer your questions weekly. Now, here is Bobby and Brian.
1: What's up, Brian? Hey, hey, Bobby. How are things going over there in
0: Windsor? Things are good. Things are good. A lot of travel under our belts. Uh, We had a great ski trip. Really enjoyed uh, getting out of the country in this cold Weather in the UK, so I yeah, bet had a good time.
1: I think you said that Jackson was looking forward to that trip for a long, long time. It really has been. So today, what are we going to talk about?
0: Today, we're going to bring a lot of what we've talked about for the first couple weeks together. So today is technically called Prep Steps, but what it's really all about is getting yourself and the rest of your team uh, prepared to execute on a great meeting.
1: So let's do a a quick recap of what we've covered so far in episodes one and two. In the first episode, we did a little bit of diving into the research that you would do to prepare for a meeting. Yep. That was the researching the employees
0: that we're going to meet with. Yep. The companies that we're working with. So whether they're publicly traded or privately traded, just helping to get a better feel for uh, the company you're talking to rather than just finding the... Uh, company strategies on their uh, in their lobby before you go meet with them. It's just getting really equipped and prepared to have a great meeting with them.
1: And speaking of lobby, we, lobby, we talked a little bit about execution steps, making sure that people were aware if there was if there was or wasn't a security meeting, where to park, right. how to get to the building, et cetera. Uh, maybe remember that we talked about showing up in the right state. Some of those things. In episode two,
0: episode two was all about uh, setting and sharing goals with your team. So. Uh, we, there are a number of things that you and I just think of in terms of an instinct of this is what we want to accomplish out of the meeting. We've got uh, partners, we've got uh, V team members that are looking to accomplish goals out of a meeting. So we came up with a list of about 50 things and we've continued to add to that list. So thanks for sharing in and sending in, uh, the things that you think about in the meetings. So we've continued to keep this as a, a live document for our followers.
1: We also talked about just the to share that broadly. How do we share that broadly? We talked about a prep call. We talked about some other things. But we also shared a meeting execution checklist so that you could gather all the information you've collected to this point that was pertinent to that first meeting, put it into the document, and then use that document as also as your notes taker for the meeting. And everyone would get that before the meeting, be able to use it during the meeting. Everybody would be on the exact same page. Now today we're going to dive into those each of those a little bit deeper because we are talking about every prep step that is necessary. We're assuming there might be some new people just joining us today. And then we're going to introduce a few things that are new like the prep playbook yep. and then something that we've built for you guys called Quick Prep. We're pretty excited about that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, today we're going to bring it all together. We've got um, we've got the checklists all together. We've done all the research on the, on the people. Uh, the company and so forth, we've got uh, our goals laid out for it. So uh, the difference in an average rep and a great rep is that an average rep gets it all put together. They execute on great dry runs. And we're going to talk about a little bit of the tactics of that today.
1: Okay, perfect. So let's dive deeper into each episode so we can recap every prep step required. And then we'll go into the new stuff, which would be your prep playbook. And then the quick prep tool that we're going to share with everybody that they can use. So to kick it off... Walk us through the prep checklist, the meeting prep checklist one more time, and, and what you're thinking about when you go through that checklist.
0: Yeah. So starting with the company, I'm always starting with their website. That's the easiest place to start when you're researching any company. Real
1: quick. Is this in the lobby or?
0: Yeah. I mean, certainly you <laughs> could do it in the lobby if you want to be terrible. Uh, but yeah, you know, a week or two before. We, we have busy schedules, So you, you want to try to book. I always try to book this time on my calendar to get ahead of it. So I'm starting at the company's website. I want to know, are they publicly traded? Are they privately traded? Of course, if they're publicly traded, you're going to find a lot more information out there about them. You can find annual reports and financial statements. Even with a lot of private companies, you're going to be able to find this stuff online. So so block some time. Sometimes it's it just takes 20, 30 minutes. Uh, if you block yourself an hour, you're going to have plenty of time to be really well equipped for that meeting. Um So we talked about and go back and watch, I recorded a video just a few minutes and it shows you how to use Google finance to pick out the pertinent financial information on the company, get some good historicals on them, help you to measure their performance against other companies. There's some great stuff there. Um, We talked about using their about us page. There's great stuff there as you'd expect.
1: We also talked about the people. So yep. if, if you, you remember, I used an example of me. And, and all of this, can you can go back and listen to episode one if you want great, great detail. We're trying to go through the prep steps. So if you research people, we did a lot on LinkedIn. We talked about other sources like using Facebook, Twitter, and Google to research your people. But you should surely be able to find out that Bobby Doss and Brian Evans have a podcast now and a website, and those would be pertinent things that you should be able to uncover as you talk about the people. We further went into the execution, uh, talked to and told a great story about Brian going to the wrong state.
0: It was an account executive that took me to the wrong state, let oh, be, yeah, yeah, be fair. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. I was the manager. Yeah,
1: managers don't make those sorts of mistakes. No, I don't need
0: to research what, what state they're in.
1: So the execution component's a big, big deal. You know, In Houston, it's sometimes hard to find parking few weeks ago when I was in Windsor, there was never a parking spot available. And much like that in Houston, whether it's a parking garage, the struggles to find how to get through security, the 15-minute security video, each of those execution steps needs to be shared with your team previous to the day of the meeting so that they're not all texting you and calling you on the way in.
0: So Bobby, in episode two, we spent our time talking about setting and sharing goals with Uh, your V team. I mean, you need them for yourself, but you also need them with the team that's going to be joining you for the meeting. So we have specialists that are joining us in this meeting. Sometimes we have engineers. Sometimes we have partners. Uh, So everyone's got their own goals they're looking to accomplish from these. So um, we shared a list, a starting list of about 50 items. It's grown substantially from them. So thanks everyone for uh, sharing all that feedback. Um, What else did we talk about, Bobby? Well,
1: we talked about Really the execution of that meeting, how to keep it on track so that we don't get derailed or sidetracked. If the customer says five minutes in, let's just go ahead and demo your product. I'll measure you based on that. We gave some tips and tricks on maybe how to hold that in check and to get your agenda accomplished. We also talked about going in with a list of more than just the goals that you wanted. That's on the list that Brian mentioned, but how does the team become aware of five to 10 things you want to accomplish for that long game, meaning I want to be introduced outside of IT. I want to understand your buying process. That list, as he said, has grown, but how do we make sure everybody's involved in that? We talked about a pre-call. We gave you the meeting execution checklist so that you can share broadly with the team. And now today we go from that point and say, once we've done that, What do we do to make sure everybody's truly executing at the same pace by thinking about dry runs and those bigger buckets that we want to accomplish? Brian's going to introduce you guys to something we call the meeting prep playbook and what he does to get his team ready for a pursuit.
0: Yeah. So before we get into that, I've got a hypothetical for you. So let's say this is a scenario that has not happened to me ever, probably never happened to you. But let's say you walk into, let's say you're the account executive, Bobby. Okay. You... You have a meeting, and um, there is some discovery that needs to happen. And you kick off the meeting. It's going great. And then all of a sudden, your technical counterpart jumps in and asks some questions that you've known for weeks, right? Yeah, that's never happened. Never happened. Never. Yet, right? This is a purely hypothetical, hypothetical. situation. Yes. Do you Whose fault is that? Whose shoulders do you put that on?
1: Well, I would... There's different stages of my career where I would have probably blamed other people, different people. Sure, um, But I, I have no doubt today that as the account executive, I am 100% responsible for that. Of course, I see it often where average reps say, well, I sent the meeting prep to them. I sent them. They were on the pre-call. But we know what people do on pre-calls, right? They do...
0: Anything other than... Prepping for the meeting, meeting,
1: email, instant message, YouTube, video, catch up, all that stuff. But yes, it's the account executive. So I talked a little bit about it in the last episode. I will Easter egg my emails to make sure people read them by having them call me, or I'll ask them questions the day or two before the meeting. And I will not let them attend if they're not prepped. A person, SE, architect or not, they shouldn't be asking those questions. They should be prepared more importantly, the, the way we might look as a team by them asking that when the customers already shared that with me, it goes to wasting that two or three minutes that that conversation takes for me understanding something more about the organization.
0: Yeah, it disables your credibility, I think, too. No think doubt. When you know the customer has shared this with you, their expectation is you're one company, even if it's a partner you've got in the meeting, their expectation is you're coming in as a single pursuit team and that everyone's equipped... You know, if you have one hour with them, you don't need to be coaching your your counterpart or they don't need to be, your counterpart doesn't need to be coaching you on something that you should have known. Right. And
1: I've heard many customers over my decade plus sales career say, I'm so tired of telling you guys what I do for a, oh, a business right. and or in my IT group. Right. So a- asking questions is not normally the best way to approach some of this stuff. Leading and guiding as a professional seller probably is.
0: Yep. So I've got a number of meetings that I I do that I put on the calendar ahead of every pursuit, right when a pursuit kind of gets started, where we think we may have something on the hook here. Why don't we talk about a few of those?
1: That that's great. This is the meeting prep playbook that we talked about just a few minutes ago.
0: That's right, and we'll put all this in the show notes, and we'll have a document that we'll share with you afterwards on this. So the very the very first meeting. So in my world, we, we talked about this in the last episode. In your world, you've got you know, a group of accounts, a small group of accounts that are very large global customers. My world's a little bit different. I've got a number of companies that we prospect into, and then any one of those could go live or could go active into an active pursuit. So then we have a company that, and and I've moved to the UK here. So, uh, you know, a common name in the US to everyone is not a common to me here in the UK. So we have, um, we set up before every major pursuit is a strategy call. And sometimes we'll group two companies together on one strategy call to make good, effective, efficient use of everyone's time. But in that very first meeting, we set up the strategy call. And I've got everyone on the pursuit team there. I've got the solution consultants. I've got technical people. I've got some of the management chain sometimes because we're about to invest in some cases, forty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 on these pursuits. Yeah. Just real quick.
1: Don't mean to interrupt you, but everybody's teams and virtual teams and additional people are going to be a little bit different. Uh, And I I don't know what your office setting is necessarily over there, but would you do this in person? Is it truly just
0: a voice phone call because people are remote sites set up the environment a little bit. Tactically. Yeah, 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 for sure. So these meetings tend to be like on a Tuesday or a Thursday morning early, not interfering with kind of prospect or customer FaceTime. They're almost always on the telephone. It's okay. so hard to get people together face to face. So yeah, it's all virtually done. Uh, we've got to dial in. And so this strategy call, my aim here is to, is to first, and I, I think earlier in my career, it was to measure, hey, is this a good fit? It's like, should we be investing here? Now I kind of know where we should and shouldn't need to be, where we should and shouldn't be investing. So this call is really to get the team excited about something they're going to spend hours upon hours investing in. So to get them excited, I'm sharing a lot of things that we talked about in the first two episodes. I'm giving them the background on the growth of the company, the growth strategy of the company, how they're going to transform their business, and then how we line up pretty well to that. But I'm also keeping a very open mind to this too because there's so much collective information on this call that the rest of the team could contribute to this. So let's say that some...
1: Uh specialist on your team just so happens to be an expert in banking right this is a bank that you may be pursuing and they happen to be able to provide a bunch of context you didn't know
0: yeah i mean that's the goal right is i want to share as much information as i can and a lot of times i'll even block time on their calendar to study for this meeting ahead of this meeting because we all get busy and if someone sends an email to you i you know you and i joked about this uh this last weekend that you and I are kind of the only two people we can trust to actually read <laughs> and execute on something. So, and it's not to all my is...
1: other friends and family members out there. I did not say that exactly, but in not the exactly. business world, exactly. I feel like I have to remind people quite a bit. Yes. Right,
0: right. So a calendar invite is a great way to block someone's calendar and to say, look, there's no number to dial into. There's no address to show up to, but spend the next 30 minutes or 15 minutes or hour uh, just reading through some notes. And it's also blocked on their calendar too, that you know, our, our specialists and, and virtual team members get sucked into so many meetings, it's hard for them to control their calendar.
1: So, so far in the meeting prep uh, playbook, we have the first call, which is a strategy call. Before we yep. dive into each one of them, yep. let's talk through the other, there's five in total, let's talk through the other four at a at a line item, and then we'll go back and recap each one. So we have the first meeting, which is a strategy call. That's
0: right. The second meeting, is the dry run okay it's the first of two dry runs okay so strategy call dry one run one dry run two there is the actual um, meeting with the customer itself okay so it's kind of bringing it all together for that customer um, and then there is the debrief meeting post that okay and sometimes we have a secondary one past that with individuals or prepping for the actual Next plan and meeting, and if we're in an RFP process, kind of getting prepared for that. It's just kind of furthering the pursuit.
1: Perfect. So, just again, I'll play the devil's advocate or the listener mode here. Dry run sounds like a demo, sounds like we're working through it. It's not always a demo, though, right? It could be just a dry run of what we're going to let the first 10 minutes be like, next 30 minutes. We want to wrap. We want to close. These are things we want. To, you're just dry yeah, running yeah. the agenda with the virtual team member so that that SE and or that architect doesn't ask the questions. Look, we're not using this time for X or Y. It's all about Z.
0: Yeah. So I, I think of the dry, the first dry run meeting is really establishing an agreed upon agenda. And it's an it's incumbent on the account executive and really everyone on the call, but primarily the account executive to come with an idea in mind as to how this meeting is going to run, how it's going to execute. So many times, it's called dry run just because I want people to take that meeting seriously internally. So again, the aim of it is to come prepared as an account executive with an agenda, the things we want to talk about. It could be a demo. It could just be a presentation. It could be a discovery session that we're doing with the customer. It could be any number of those areas. But that first dry run session is all about... It's all about thinking through what do we need to, what message do we need to portray to this customer? What message internally do we need to to start thinking about and 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 honing in on to get prepared for it? And then if
1: that's dry run number one, and I assume whoever was on the strategy call either chooses to participate or not to participate, but then we got dry run number two. Obviously, things from dry one, dry run one, man, say that fast, could change what dry run two looks like,
0: but. Tell me a little bit more about what Dry Run 2's purpose is. It, the s- sole aim of the second one is to be much tighter on what we talked about. So if there's a demo, in some cases, we've done the same type of demo over and over again. So we don't need to see that again. We don't need to go through all the clicks. In some cases, it's a little bit, as they call it here, bespoke or, or fit for purpose, something that's specific for that pr- prospect. So in that case, we do want to see it in a little bit more detail. We do want to go through the clicks. Sometimes on concept in that first dry run, sometimes it sounds a lot better in concept than it does in actual execution. And tactically,
1: when I was a newer rep, people would tell me
0: these things, and I
1: would not understand them. So again, I'll try and come back a little bit here and say, is this dry run, if the meeting's an hour, is this dry run number two an hour? Sure. This, could this sure. dry run be thirty minutes?
0: It could be. It all. I mean, book an hour. You should never book anything less than an hour. And if you get to give the time back to people, then that's great. But I always book an hour out of them.
1: And I I've seen where we've actually done a dry run where we've done the demo twice, making sure we've made sure every logo was right, every click through was right. You didn't let the guy or girl click out of a window they shouldn't click out of. Yeah. So don't don't be shy of even booking two hours if you want to do no, it no. twice. It is your last opportunity to be as crisp as you can be before that customer meeting.
0: And it's really important to even do the most basic of discussion points. Who's going to kick off the meeting? Who's going to do introductions? How many times have you sat around a table as an account exec or not as an account exec? And it was kind of that awkward pause as to, okay, who's going to say thanks for coming today?
1: Well, and everybody thinks it's going to be the account executive, but sometimes I think it's going to be the demoer or the person doing and leading the conversation if their laptops hooked up. I'm expecting them to kick it off in some instances. Yeah,
0: or the customer sometimes too. The prospect is going to they're going to have constituents from their organization that hasn't been part of the evaluation process. Maybe they need to get that team up to speed as to what's going on.
1: Great point. If the customer is going to be engaged, a lot of times I'll do something called the voice of the customer, where I let them set the context yeah. and precedence why we're in the room. That Sometimes we find out things we do or don't want to know, but we, it's really good to let them own the meeting or own the kickoff of that meeting. The other thing that that makes me think about is a go-no-go decision that should be decided in the dry run or dry run too. What if we're presenting to a CEO? The whole thing's been... Sp- Spent on setup on the CEO being in participation, we've invested forty, fifty grand, or we're planning to as this pursuit happens. What if they're not in the room? Maybe we all agree we're going to reschedule. We're going to take a step back. Have that stuff locked in. Go no goes could make some awkwardness go away or get really, really awkward.
0: Yeah, and at least you've got a contingency plan. If you don't have a contingency plan, um, then. What it's going to fall back on is you're going to have everyone in the room looking at you. Yep. Whereas is, is, is no one knows kind of what, what we need to roll into, what we need uh-huh. to accomplish next. Yep.
1: So hopefully, episode one, two, and this uh, part of three, we've got you prepared for the meeting. So the fourth meeting is actually the meeting. You go execute the meeting in a great way. Everything we've talk, talked about up to this point, you got your follow up items captured. You've recapped those in the fourth meeting. Tell us a little bit about the fifth meeting, the uh, debrief.
0: Yep. Uh, so the debrief meeting is 100% about, um, and we, we talked about this in our, in episode zero, or when we kind of kicked it off, is how do we give feedback to the rest of the team and to ourselves? And, and the way I find the most effective way to do this is to start off with uh, critiquing and polishing myself on what we could have executed on better. Even in the best prep meeting, there's always an opportunity for us to take a step back and say, we could have done this better or we need to take this as an action item, or we need to get tighter here, or we need to find a reference that can help with this. Um, it, it's it's the opportunity for us to be uh, critical in a positive way about our own performance in the demonstration, our own preparation in the demonstration. And then sometimes there would be a scenario where we did a dry run expecting X, Y, and Z, but really A, B, and C happened. How could we have better prepared for that? And a lot of times you should as an account executive, you should put that on your own shoulders. And what that helps lead to is a fruitful conversation for everyone in the pursuit team to think about how they can execute better on. Because most likely, I don't know about in your business, but most likely you're working with the same group of people, not all the same people for every pursuit, but it's a lot of times the same people.
1: No doubt. And very much to that point, a lot of times I won't have specialists in a a pursuit, but they will be in another pursuit. Something we've learned or debriefed on in pursuit A needs to be shared with pursuit team B because they weren't in those debriefs. So we'll talk about that. The other thing that I find useful for a debrief is the amount of work that's coming cannot be all carried by that account executive. So we need to divide and conquer. We need everybody to agree to divide and conquer. And we need to be able to hold those people accountable. So if I need X, Y, let's just say I need a business case for a component and, or a set of my products and solutions. I need that specialist to go build that out. And I need a timeline. Mm -hmm. Most often that timeline, I let them come up with trick of the trade. Hey, when can you have this back to me? And quite often I'll have by in, by the end of the week. And I'll, because of experience say, are you sure you're setting this goal by the end of the week? You have up until the end of next week. If you want it, do you want it? No, no, no. I'll have it by Friday. Most often I'll say I'm disappointed that it's not there by that Friday, but I let them set those dates. I let them give me the deliverables that they're going to give me back. And I hold that cadence in email, some sort of a reverse timeline says, Hey, we got three days left to you owe me X, that plan of attack, that business case, all the other people in the room owe me stuff. That way I'm getting it a few days early. I get to put it all together. I get to package it all up, do my pieces of the work and then get to deliver that back to the company. And
0: so you and I worked together at Microsoft for several years together. So when we worked together as teammates and I worked under under you as an employee, um, a lot of this stuff you communicated over Outlook. How do you do it today? Do you send a meeting invite? Do you have a follow-up email from, the, from this debrief meeting? How do you execute on this?
1: So quite often I, I started with an email and then I use that email continuously throughout. So if it's a a plan, a follow-up from a meeting. I normally have a follow-up and I use some cool stuff. Maybe I'll create a video. I use some quick parts in Outlook today on a Windows machine that allows me to, to to see this formatting the same every time. But in essence, I have a follow-up email I send every time. In that has action items. In that has some notes. It's in the notes section. And it also has a reverse timeline. So Great. we're always shooting to something. Normally my reverse timeline tries to end on a celebration for the successful yep. implementation and delivery of our product to the customer. Yep. I'm, I'm always trying to set that precedence. We are going to win. But I reverse that all the way back up to shipping, delivering, executing, the follow up steps, the meeting prep, all that stuff's in my list so that people are knowing
0: and aware of what they owe me way in advance. So, Bobby, you brought up a great point there. Um, when we talk about our virtual team and how they invest in opportunities, um, how many times have you seen a solution consultant or somebody on that virtual team get upset at an unorganized account executive?
1: Very often. Quite often. I, I just recently, in my mind, last couple of years, joined a, te- a company and a team in the last 12 months where I had to prove myself all over again. But these specialists, a lot of these specialists weren't bought into my plan right away. They don't know me. They don't know my success. They don't know what I've been uh, capable of doing in the past. But they're reflecting on something, and that something is probably being run around by other account executives chasing dead deals, dead plants, whatever you want to call it. They they haven't had the most fruitful pursuits.
0: Yeah, and I think, so to, to build on that too, I think you talked about building optimism. You want that teammate to be excited to invest in that opportunity. You want them to... In some cases, it's going to be a tough pursuit and you want them to invest preparing, uh, you know, sometimes in the evenings, right? If it's a, if it's a nice prospect that we've got a, a last minute adjustment we need to make, you want them to be bought into the process and excited about the opportunity. And the only way you're going to get there is to show organization, be optimistic about the deal. And then the third one I would add in um, is is to, be, is to talk openly about how do we lose this deal? And that's not to be negative, but the aim and I've started doing this recently, the aim of this is to show we all when we leave a meeting or even before a meeting, we we gain information about a competitive threat or maybe a gap in our solution versus some of their requirements. And if we acknowledge our our weaknesses and we're very open about those weaknesses, I find that the team really is appreciative of that. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not focusing on the weaknesses, but we're, we're showing that we have the aptitude and that we know where we're, we're going to focus our energy and efforts to overcome some of those obstacles. And it's not just all sunshine and roses.
1: No doubt. I'm going to tell you who is, who is highlighting each one of those things in another meeting room along the way. And that is the competition. They're throwing that FUD everywhere and we might as well address that stuff head on. So to recap quickly, the prep playbook. That we will will document and share in the show notes and on our website as five five meetings. Run through those real quick. Strategy meeting, first dry run,
0: dry run number two, dry run number two, which is a more focused one. You have the actual meeting execution itself, and then the debrief. The debrief. So, if you follow those
1: that some variation of that, you will be beyond average and be a much better seller. Now. In the first couple episodes, we talked about preparing for the meeting and researching people and researching and getting prepared. We've built a tool that we're introducing today called Quick Prep. If you go to our website, www.bobbyandbrian.com forward slash quick prep, Q U I C K P R E P, we will do a lot of the prep for you on that website. It's basic, it's free today. We want your feedback. We will we'll add more stuff to it. But in short, if you enter a company name, a company website, the first name and the last name of the person you're going to meet. Your browser will open a dozen or so tabs and present all this information to you that you can put into your meeting execution, OneNote or Evernote, and share broadly with your team. They'll do the, they'll read your documents. They might not do all the research. But we hope quick, quick prep is a way for you to become better than average, uh, not, not all the way to great, great, great yet, but better than average, uh, by consolidating the searching and researching into one place.
0: And Bobby, this is something they have to pay for?
1: No, this is absolutely free.
0: So this is different than the, we, you know, we've provided a lot of templates. Templates are great. You can save them to OneNote or Evernote. And they're great ways to kind of keep your thoughts and ideas and organized. This is an actual tool. So you'll see on our website, we've, we've broken it up into services and tools. We consider this a service. Because as Bobby mentioned, you plug in a certain amount of information, and then that launches a number of browser windows, which then gives you information. And it's a, again, it's a free tool. You can use it in Chrome and the major browsers, um, and we'll continue to release kind of these services and tools along the way. Yep.
1: If you wanted to, if you were, if you happen to find yourself being average one day, you could definitely use this in the lobby as well on your mobile device. Go to BobbyandBrian.com/quickprep enter the information, all these tabs and apps will open up sharing and prepping you for that meeting as well.
0: Yeah. And if there's anything, uh, that you see missing from this, uh, reach out to us. We'd love to, you know, change this, adjust it, anything like that. Just Just
1: expand it. Really? Yeah. So we talked about a lot of things about meeting preparation. And this, this series is all about the first meeting. We're going to recap everything, run through the tools on next week's podcast. But give us some feedback. My ask now is to tell us what we're missing. This isn't first meeting, but what other series around meeting preparation should we have? Or one-off podcast. One thing that keeps jumping to my mind is we haven't shared any of our ideas or thoughts on how to prepare you. If an executive is going to join you, like an executive background, or that would be a great tool to give And share with you
0: I'd say another one too Uh, we'd love to hear from you on this and we'll talk about it more in the next podcast is what if you have a V team member that's you know they're a great person don't want to talk about their character or anything else but man they're in front of a customer they tend to press too hard in this area or they don't say enough in this area how do you coach them
1: yeah just coaching in general for your V team and then while this is the first meeting I think we have a lot of experience to share around closing meetings. Yeah. How do you keep yeah. that on track? How do you understand if you're winning or losing? How do you turn a loss into a win? All kinds of ideas on how to better execute on a closing meeting. So send us feedback either to info at com, Tweet us, uh, direct tweets, or put it on our page. Let's have discussions about what more we can add.
0: Yep. So thanks again for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at Bobby Brian Sells. Uh We'll be... Again, posting stuff on Twitter, on Facebook. Please like us on Twitter and Facebook. We'd love to know if you're listening to us and continue to give us feedback. And until then, remember that average is the enemy. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show with Bobby and Brian. Subscribe to their email list by going to bobbyandbrian.com and follow them on Twitter at Bobby Brian Sales.